0: Hi, my name is Anifoluwa ACA. Welcome to Classic Overdrive Podcast. <music>
1: welcome to another episode of the classic overdrive podcast my name is christy and with me today 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 i have an accountant are you an accountant or a finance person which one is it? Oh,
0: it depending on the context of where you are looking it from but for an accountant we don't call ourselves an accountant we don't call ourselves a finance person let me say we are just both, finance oh, and both.
1: Account- so you do yeah, finance fine. and an account Okay, so I have here with me, Mr. Anifo Woshe Abiodo, he's a chartered accountant with over six years of experience spanning across manufacturing, agriculture and the financial service sector. So this episode is dedicated to the young people, even adults, because you know, November is coming and November is almost here and people start getting their salaries, you know, <laughs> pocket <laughs> money and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. so this episode is supposed to help us to learn how to manage our finances, and, you know, how to spend and how to live the baby girl lifestyle. Because me yeah, I love to live the baby girl life so I don't know. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> must leave this up like so today we will be talking about finance for young people, several aspects of finance from saving, budgeting, investments, and other stuff. And I hope you also get to share your story on this podcast. So welcome on the podcast today.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me, christina
1: Okay, would you like to tell us more about yourself?
0: Okay, basically, I, like you said earlier, my name is Biodo Anifowose. I'm from Nigeria, I'm an accountant and I'm a finance person. I work in Lagos, I've experience for like six years working in the finance sector, financial service sector, agricultural sector, manufacturing sector. So basically, what we want to talk about is going to be fun, it's just like telling ourselves how to manage our finances, you know, in this kind of economy that we are, we don't just have to spend money. The way we see it, we have plans, we have projects, we have stuff we want to do. Not just for young people, also for adults, for working class, non-working class. It's, it's going to be fun so let's just get to it
1: hey guys just a quick disclaimer here the naira is the currency spent in nigeria so please feel free to also use the advice what it doesn't matter whatever country you're from if you're from kenya the u.s whatever country you're from this advice applies to everyone he just explained using the naira and also everything said on this episode is based on mr amifuboshi's opinion so please we are all entitled to our opinion if you have any opinion contrary to what has been said in this episode please feel free to share your thoughts with me thank you guys sit back relax and enjoy the episode thank you for okay before me. we start thank you also for coming i want to say um is it true that if you want to make it in nigeria like you want to earn good money you have to be in lagos because everyone just goes from another city to lagos everyone says money, there's money in lagos so <laughs> is that not is it true or it's just a misconception i
0: can't say it's true i can't say it's a misconception Basically, if you look at Lagos, Lagos is the commercial center for Nigeria. So basically, it's all small. Everybody wants to come to Lagos to make it. But for me, it's not necessary for you to be in Lagos to make it. But reality check is this. If you really want to get to that top very on a quite quicker way, let me say you have to be in Lagos Especially sure for people just starting their career. Because most of the companies, almost every company in Nigeria, let me say 90% of companies in Nigeria have their head office in Lagos. And that's for, a young, for young Nigerians starting their career, I think Lagos is the best place for them to start because I'm not sure that states have something like Lagos for young people. I'm not really certain about that. So, but for experienced people, not necessarily you stay in Lagos, you want to calm yourself down, just go and work in other states as long as you get your job there. Because Lagos on its own is stress compared to other states. But when it comes to finding your way, you always get something to do in Lagos. Let me say I'm in the middle of that question. Maybe it's a misconception or maybe it's true. So let me say I'm in the middle. I can't, depends on what you're looking at.
1: Okay. So what does finance mean to you as an accountant and also as a normal person?
0: Let me first clarify this. Okay. As an accountant, I want to clarify two things that people do mistakes at times. When you say accountant and you say finance person, accountants, I will say more bookkeeping, make sure that your books are okay, they are balanced, do you get? But finance person, finance is more like strategy. And I always tell people, if you're an accountant and you're not financially sound, you're not a finance person, it's not really good for you. Because even this world we are today, what an accountant can do, technology can do it better right now. It's just a matter of setting some codes and all that. But for a finance person, you are more of a strategy person, you are more of a thinking person, because you are managing funds. So for me, finance is just like managing money, managing your funds, to meet some certain, some specific stuff, or maybe general, don't let me say specific, let me say general stuff you don't know your planning you don't know whatever you want to use money to that to manage it for you to be able to make ends meet because resources are limited financial resources too are limited you, you never can tell some kind of unforeseen circumstances that can come in or stuffs like that so basically for me finance means a simple time managing money managing fund and how to acquire more funds to do some other things to do whatever you wanted to do in your in, in life so basically in one in two simple sentences let me say money management that's what finance is all about
1: okay so now that it's the beginning of the month what kind of advice could you give to young people out there looking forward to being responsible financially responsible in terms of budgeting in terms of savings in terms of investment what advice would you give to young people in terms of their finance at the beginning of the month
0: at the beginning of the month okay okay let me, let me first put it this way I think the first, the most important thing when it comes to giving advice to young people or young adults, since I think the first thing we need to understand is we need to have, like you said, you mentioned budget, you mentioned spending, savings. The first thing is, which is very key to every person in life, is to have a plan, is to have a budget, is to have a, you have a project you wanted to do. That, that's what we now bring it to you. Okay, I, I can I acquire funds to actually do these things, what I wanted to achieve. So I think the first thing is planning. The first thing is budgeting. You, why, why I use the two words to get interchangeably? Is budgeting basically is plan. So when it now comes to you bringing in finances into it, it becomes budget. But the first thing is for you to plan. Well, what do you want to achieve this month? What's your goal this month? You need to think about all that. What, what's your financial goal this month? So I, th- I think the best thing for young adults, you wanted to, you are beginning a month, you wanted to, probably you already planned yourself that, okay, so-so, between so-so month and so month, this is my expenses I'm going to spend for this month. The first thing you have to check your budget, you have to see, okay, can I actually afford this thing? Do you have money for this? How do I get money for this? Let me say you are, you are starting a month, you don't even have any fund, you don't have any money with you to use, like you're on zero finance. So what was the first thing you want to get yourself doing? Maybe you want to get yourself and also you want to get yourself a job, maybe a part time job or something like that. Or maybe you want to start thinking about doing a freelance for some people based on the skills that you have to actually get that finance. Then after that, you want to think about, okay, how, how do I want to spend this? So, so the first thing is, what's your source of inflow? Then what's your source of outflow? What, what are you spending on? How How is money coming back into you? Is your source of inflow only from your parents being a student, for example? So source of fun through maybe you are doing some kind of part-time job or stuff like that. So you have to think that through then, what are your expenses? So if I'm going from my house to school on a daily basis, for example, let's let's use a student as an example. How much does it cost me to spend to get to school? What are the material I need to get this week? Stuff like that. You need to plan. So the first thing is planning. Do you have that plan on ground? That's the first thing. Then, when you plan, it's going to be easy for you to actually spend whatever you want to spend in that month. And you have to culture yourself to whatever you plan. You don't have to go extra mile. That is that. That's why I call you being able to control your money. You be able to control your your budget and not your money controlling you. Sometimes you see some things that you really want to buy, not because you need them, but because you just want to get them. They are not necessity. They are, just want, they are not something you want, they are not something you need. They are not your need, they are not your needs, just something that you want because you see them. So you have to be this kind of person, they have to let go of things like that. If they are not in your budget, maybe you have to plan to save for them because you want them. You have to de- de- define what your needs are, what your wants are. So, so those are the kind of things you have to think about going into a new month. By the time you are going to the end of a month, you have to start checking yourself. How much have I spent so far? What's my, what my, what, what, do I try, actually budget for this thing? Check your variances. Know where you are lacking. Know where the problem is coming from. Then adjust yourself to what you actually have. That I think that's it for me.
1: I remember we once had a conversation and you helped me out my finances you talked about calculating how much you spend in a month on a normal day and try to see what important things do you use your money for and what unimportant things do you use your money for so i want you to bring that to this um podcast episode and explain it to people because that advice really honestly changed my life <laughs> in a different mm-hmm. way so i want you to break down planning and i also want you to talk about um as a student how do you work and how do you save because you know sometimes we have jobs as students and the fact that i have that money the extra money gives me more leverage to spend more instead of me to save so how would you advise me to save how would you advise me to budget how would you advise me as a student and as someone that is also working Mm -hmm. to do all of that
0: okay so so let's first go from the fact that you mentioned planning planning is not something difficult to do let let's even leave even in financial, non-financial planning is not something that is difficult to do. You have a project wanted to achieve something, let's assume that there's something com- comes before something. Let, let me give you an example. In a construction, may, when someone is constructing a building, or let me say all these engineers that build house that erect house, they know what comes afterwards. They already do their plan. Okay, within two Superior, it's just like a network. We did something in school that time, we call it network analysis. If A did not finish, B cannot start. If B did not finish, A cannot start. That's planning, it's just means that, like, okay, you have to achieve this before you get to this. So, planning is just breaking down your activities into bits of what you wanted to achieve. So, like, you wanted to, let's say we want to erect a two-story building, for example. I need cement, I need label, I need granite, I need sand, I need a lot of things. So, what comes afterwards what's next after this so i i have to plan myself to actually achieve getting that thing erected and making sure that it's of quality so that's what planning just is planning is not something that is so difficult for everybody to do but you know the problem the actual problem is sticking to that plan because something will always come in your way so you have to factor that in into your plan in budgeting record those kind of stuff. Sorry, I've forgotten the word. Call it something in finance. Basically, we have a set of another budget if we are not meeting up with our actual budget or maybe we are spending more, where we can dig our one into. Sorry, I forgot the word, but we we use the word in budgeting. So it's it's more or less like controlling yourself. If you plan, you have to stick to it. So basically, if you can do that, the main problem is how you control yourself after you made your plan, after you fill out your plan, how you can stick to it so that you don't miss one part because when you miss a part then problem setting so so like you said when it comes to savings let let me just give an example like i'm not a student anymore i'm a working class person like we said earlier but you know what i do because i know by the end of the month i'll collect salary they'll pay me my paycheck i'll collect my paycheck into my account and okay have social amounts this month you know what i do i plan myself because if i know if i leave that money in that account i tend to spend it and waste that money on some things that are not necessary. So at times, what I do is I have within my office they do something they call contribution which within you students can actually help you guys too for students you can actually help students within students if you trust each other if you know it's someone that you can trust you have a group of people that you trust each other and you have a target maybe it depends on what i have in mind depending on what that person have in mind you can set up a contribution something that okay for those months you are contributing for example to two thousand nera five thousand naira every month one person will take the money this month and that person will take the money next month. In that way, so you're actually saving in one way. So what do I do in my office? I tend as much as possible. So just, It's just like a, okay, I remember the word now, supplementary budget. It's, it's like a money I don't even think about. I save like 50,000, and I just put it somewhere. Not with me. Every month, somebody picked that 50K. So we are just like 10. That's like... Five hundred thousand naira for that person in that particular month. So I know, okay, I I don't need the money right now. Let me just save this money somewhere. And to even shock you, it's funny. I shouldn't be saying this. I'm picking my own next month. I've started since January. I'm actually taking a sum of five hundred thousand naira next month. So it's more or less like I didn't have what I wanted to use that money for. I have house rent to pay, campaign so by December January. So basically the money is set for it. I already planned myself. Okay, by December, June, I have to pay another house rent. So the money is already set aside for it. So I just calculate myself. I plan myself that let me just save this money. Let me leave this money with these people. By November, yeah. I collect my own share of the money. So, that, so, so that's just it. It's you have to cultivate a different means of savings. What's the other means of saving that I do? Out of my salary, I just pick out a portion. No more than hundred thousand naira out the rest of the money i leave it in the account you know what i don't have it center for that account i can't do mobile transaction like maybe like ussd transaction on the account just by the end of the month once the salary and transfer a some of money out of that account and that's the money i will spend for that month. because because i'm actually planning myself because i need money for some other finances like for example i want to get myself a car next year so that's what i'm actually looking forward to that okay i wanted to do this thing also next thing if i start spending this money anyhow i will not even have money to get this thing so basically that's it for me i have to cultivate a means of savings for me so and that's my major two key means of savings i have an account which I don't spend money from. What I just do is that once salary enter that account, I transfer a money, a portion, I will spend for that month out of the account. Then I leave the rest there, I transfer a portion to other contribution account, and that's for my house rent. So that's just the idea. I just have to call it, plan yourself, discipline yourself financially. Don't allow everything to, how, how should I call it, spice. Your eyes that you want everything. You can't always have everything in life. You just have to cut your cut your spending to what you actually have. Because you have something you want to achieve. Don't say because you see some kind of level of students having fun, doing this, doing that. You too, you want to do same. No. You have your own target. Set a target for yourself. Set a savings target for yourself. Set a, set an investment target for yourself. Set goals for yourself that okay these are my financial goals i wanted to achieve like you can also develop an investment something like i don't know for students the thing is i don't know how much you are earning from your parent in terms of monthly allowances or stuff like other means where you are getting your money, but you need to learn how to invest too at times. So for example, we actually work for students, but it's still surround the fact that no matter how much you have, assuming your parent is sending you 50K for allowances every month, learn at least to invest 10,000, 20,000. It will be something. But you need to also watch out for the kind of investments you are going in. For example, the company I work with, let, let's say for me, the company I work with, I can decide to invest my salary with them, which is part of the plan and planning. And you know what? I actually want to do something. You can borrow money if you really know what you're doing and also invest that money. You borrow a, you borrow a sum of funds. You also invest it. That's one of the goals I'm actually planning to do, you don't have to borrow a particular fund and spend all the money finished just at once. Okay, let's assume that I wanted to, I need a car of 2 million naira, for example. And said, okay, let me borrow that 2 million naira to get that car. For a finance person, you have to be, you have to be strategic, like I said earlier, because finance has to do with strategy. I can go ahead, borrow four million naira at an interest rate of let's say three percent for example i know i need to i need a two million the do we need two million i'll just go and invest it in a fund that is going to pay me back at least one percent or two percent so plus or minus i've reduced my cost of financing my borrowings so that's basically what we also need to look into investing you have to be strategic you have to think financially if, you, if i need one naira, i borrow two naira. i use the one naira, i use the remaining one naira, i invest it and i use that investment money to pay back my loan whatever i'm Owing so for a student, like you said earlier, advice I would say is that don't use all your hands to eat everything that you have. Like you have 50,000, I just think that you want to get a good chain or you want to go to a party, you want to flex or stuff like that. Cultivate, nobody says you should not flex, but cultivate the habit of savings. Even if it is 10,000, you can save on a monthly basis and just do like you don't even see the money, you don't know where the money is within a month, within a year you see what that $10,000 can do for you. That's what I can say. And another advice again, I would advise that, I don't know how economy is everywhere in the world, but the one thing I know is that if you want to save nowadays, it's always advisable. You can save in foreign currency. You can save in foreign currency if you have the opportunity. But even if you don't have, the little you have, just save. So do something for you, that's it for me.
1: Yes, and um, I want to talk about budgeting for students specifically. How do you come up with a budget? How do you create a budget? Just before we go into investments, I have some more questions on investment. And I just wanted to answer right now. Um, how would you advise students to budget and also people that have families, people that don't have families, single people? How do you advise budgeting at the beginning of the month or at any point in time?
0: Okay, so basically budgeting is, like we said earlier, budgeting is just like planning, it's a form of planning, but it's not just ordinary plan, it's a financial plan of what you wanted to do in a month, or what you want to achieve in a year, or quarterly, or monthly, whatever, however your case looks like, what you are thinking about, what you want to achieve. So basically, for you starting a budget for a month, for single people, for working class person for students for just for it works for everybody basically for me the first thing is your previous month let's even assume that you've never done a budget before you've never even tried to see how you are spending your money before i think the best thing you can do is because at first it's may difficult because budgets basically to be sincere with ourselves, relies on historical data whatever you have done in the past with timing what you want to budget for in the future just more or less like you're forecasting so basically you have to look at your past but if you don't have any past currently that okay you don't track your expenses before you you, I think the first thing you have to do is to first track your expenses for a week and see how far you, you go with your expenses and that's very key in everybody's life not only companies including individuals you need to track your expenses you need to know how you spend your money so the first thing i'll say is that for you to first start a budget i'll first tell you that please if you don't have an historical data that you can say okay this is how much i spend in a month in a week before i would say that the first thing you should do is to start tracking your expenses track how much you spend on a daily basis on a weekly basis. On a monthly basis, get the average what you spend on it. Because what you spend in week one might be different from what you spend in week two. But by the time you track it, you know what to spend averagely on a weekly basis for a month. Then the second thing if you can, after you do that, the second thing, best thing I, would, I was I would say you should do is for you to identify. What are your fixed and variable expenses that you can't do without? As a student, you need to know that. What are my fixed expenses? What are my variable when I When I say fixed, you don't have choice. You just have to incur them. It will come. Either you keep money for it or you don't keep money for it. It will come. For example, let's assume you are paying hostel rent or maybe your, your rent in, in your school is on a monthly basis. You can't do without it. You have to pay it. That's a fixed expenses, for example. Let's assume you pay electricity bill on a monthly basis. It's fixed because you have to use lights. So you, you have to determine what are my fixed expenses. You have to determine what are my variable expenses. For example, for me, I can say my variable expenses are the junks and my foodstuffs because I can decide to, because it's not fixed. It depends on how much do I want to eat in this week? How, how often do I eat? How often do I consume food into my stomach on a daily basis, on a week, on a monthly basis? So that that would determine what I'll buy in my house. I can decide, okay, for example, now, Last time I bought foodstuffs inside my house here in Nigeria was last two months. I didn't know that, okay, this thing will do me for in two months and I'm okay with it. The next one I'm going to buy now is maybe next month. So I already budgeted, I already budget for it for my monthly salary. Okay, this is what will happen in the next two months. So it's actually very to whatever will happen in that month and whatever I have left in my house when it comes to my stuff. So for that, you need to plan what you can do without in the month that you have to ensure it. And what you can actually do with it depends on if I'm doing this or I'm not doing this thing. For example, you don't go to class on a daily basis. You go to class, let's say, maybe, to then go to class, let's say, at times two, two times in a week, at times three times in a week. For some, they go every day. So if you are going to a class, on a weekly basis, on a daily basis for five days in a week, you already know that it's a fixed budget for so you have to fix your transport cost for that five days. If you are going to class for let's say three days or two days in a week, okay, you know that you are only fixing your transport cost for two days in a week or five days in a week. You know you can't do without. you have to incur that cost. So, like that, you need to determine what are my fixed costs, what are my fixed expenses, what are my variable expenses. With that, it will aid you in planning already in creating a sound and disciplined financial budget. Also, not just going to class alone, you may want to go to the market, you might want to go and see a friend, you might want to do some other thing that have to to do with you transporting. So in in terms of your transport, you may want to define my transportation for this week or for this month, these are the fixed ones, these are the variable ones. For example, if I'm going to class two days or three days in a week, like we said earlier, it's a fixed cost for you, a fixed transport expense for you. Okay, if I just want to go to my friend's house, I want to go to name one of your friend, I want to go to their house, and decide I'm not going. Because if it's not important for me to go, I don't need to go. I can easily reach this person on phone and talk to this person. Another good example is our phone, our phone expenditure. We recharge car, we charge uh, vouchers on our phone to make calls, we do data. What, what other measure can we do? If I recharge voice call, I recharge data. So WhatsApp is there actually there for me to so even make calls to this person. If it's okay, why do I need to recharge voice? So I already cut my expenses. Let me just do data. Once I can do data, data is going to take me for a month. I can easily make calls through my WhatsApp or some other things like we are doing now on Telegram. I can literally reach that person, chat with them, do a little call with them on voice call or video call. In that way, I've caught some kind of expenses. I don't need to go. I don't need to expend money on transport. I don't need to expend money on voice call. You already caught that answer. So you need to determine all that. You need to plan yourself. You know, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to achieve. And some other things, maybe like this kind of person, that like reaching out to your friends on the monthly, on a daily basis or weekly basis. Another good thing you can do, you can decide to do a bulk SMS. Just send it to all of them. That will cut your cost of sending message video That will cost you at least five naira, ten naira, four naira. Make sure you, you 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 actually control your stress yourself and shift yourself to whatever plans you've done. So thirdly, after you've done all that, you've tracked all the expenses for like a week. You already know what is it, what are your favorite or your variable. Then you can do a sum of maybe for let's say for like. Three months or four months, or quarterly or month, let's say quarterly, let's say in the space of three months, add them up, see your average, what you spend in a month. Do you understand? If you see that, okay, after doing that, you add everything up, you are saying that, okay, I'm spending too much. Then I, I would advise, because like we said earlier, fixed costs are something you cannot do without. They are fixed expenses, you don't have choice. What you need to do is then to do what? Look into your variable expenses, cut them short. If you see that your budget is going too high, cut your variable expenses, cut them short as much as you can to suit you. Then make sure that you discipline yourself financially and strict yourself to follow that rule. Then after that, you've seen that you've know what your fixed are, you've know what the, your variable expenses are. You'll be able to track, you'll be able to sum up and do an average of what you can spend in a month. And you've even cut it or leave it as it is. I think the best next thing for you to do now is not to start a budget and streamline yourself to that budget okay this is my average money. this is what i can spend in this month and this is what i want to do spend it on by doing a budget for yourself and monitoring that budget it's not something easy i do it for myself actually on a weekly basis where you come, do the variance do what you spend Uh, maybe if you want to check yourself it may take a while maybe you may first start from Start recording everything down. If you if, if you have you a have system, you have a laptop, you can open up an Excel sheet. Track your, okay, this is my income for the month. This is, my, this is what I wanted to spend for this month. Gionda, this is my disposable income for this month. Then track your expenses, how you spend it. Do your plus and minus. See maybe you overspend or you underspend. Then that's your budget. Then you're good to go.
1: Okay, so moving on to my next question, which is about investment. I always hear everyone, say invest here, invest there, invest here, but am i supposed to know what to invest in like how am i supposed to know okay i'm investing in this it's going to bring me good interest or it's a good investment in a bad it's a bad investment and what kind of investment opportunities or programs would you advise students and also people in general to invest in
0: okay let's first start from what investment is investment is just something like you are you want to generate, how should I put it? Okay, you want, you want to generate a future income. Or let's say you want to get a future cash flow. I have 100 Naira now. I want to turn down 100 Naira in one month. I want to turn it to 1,000 Naira. That's basically in just a simple terms. It's invested. It that's investment. Let, let's go to the economy or let's go to corporate world. Let go, let's go to a corporate organization before it comes to personal, individual. Or let's say student, for example. For a corporate world, most corporate world, they look at companies, they look at different kind of investments. For example, let's say bond, let's say, let's say stock, let's say real estate. They look at what is the interest that is going to accrue to them. They look beyond even interest rate. They look at what, what is the economic significance of that investment. They look at the books of the company they wanted to invest in or what whatever investment they wanted to do, to see the futuristic of that investment, to, to see how going concern is that investment. They don't just rely on like, okay, this. Let, let me just invest, let me put my money. They look at a lot of things. They look at a, a lot of things before they make their decisions in, before they can invest in that, in, in a particular company, a particular investment. So for that, for for individual person, let me say for students, you investing, putting your money somewhere. It's nonetheless really means that you have to take your money to a company, except let's say you have a huge cash flow. Maybe you are this kind of person, For example, there are some kind of student, or there are some kind of kids, or there are some kind of guys that, their parents do pay them income on a monthly basis. Let's say they deposit money into their accounts, just save it for them, that, okay, this is your money. And you want to double that money, you want to invest in it, you just have to, and I said, if that fund is a kind of each fund that has been saving there for a long time, just lying there, and the interest bank will give you, the higher interest the bank will ever give you on a monthly basis, basically is 0.01%. You understand, and you are not actually okay with it. You can decide to invest the money in other sort of investment. A good example is of what is online right now, there's something they call MBNB. It's a form of real estate investment, whereby you rent an apartment or you buy a house or you give your money to real estate people to build a house, and on a monthly basis, whoever they rent the house to, they give you a return on that money. And also, you can easily withdraw your investment at any time, or maybe you invest in agricultural scheme that maybe they plant a crop, then your Roy is so so percent by the end of the month or end of the year or end of the cycle as it may be. So there, there are a lot of investment that you can invest in, but the question is, If I invest in this particular thing, what are the factors I need to look into, what are the things I have to see to actually know that this investment I wanted to go into is actually something viable? is actually something that pays, it's not something that will scam my money or that, that, that is going to affect or, or maybe the company I'm investing or investment I'm investing will not crash in the next one month or two months. You need to look beyond that. So the first thing you need to look into, one of the factors, what business sector did I want to put that money into? Sorry to cut to cut that angle, L- let me go back. Like I said earlier, I said for a student, if you have huge money and you want to invest, that's what both us said. But someone that doesn't have money, and maybe your savings is just like 30,000 naira, but you want to make sure you invest a part of it. Investment does not really mean that you have to put your money, in, in, in another person's business. You can just start a small business, inside site also on your own, where you die your 10,000 euros. Like maybe start a delivery job for people. You just invest your time and your money in doing a freelance work. Or maybe you are delivering delivering food stuff. You get people to get food from supermarket or stuff like that, things like that. Or probably if you can't do that, you just leave your money there to be growing inside the bank account. But just knowing fully whether the interest rate coming on it is not that much or you can just leave it there, but if you, have, if you are going into a real investment that you have a huge money, because before I tell people, before you go into investment, make sure you have a fund that's it's actually huge or maybe it's a contributory fund. It, can, it may not be only you. Maybe a group of people that contribute their money together and invest it in a particular something like So like you we are saying earlier, what are the factors you you need to look into before you go into investment? Number one, look at the business sector you are going into. Read about the business sector. What are the ups and downs in that sector? That will tell you when to move actually withdraw your investments and want to for you to leave your investment inside the inside that sector. Secondly, what, what, what's the interest rate? This interest rate is something that's actually is, is is very interesting to me. For me, I look at the interest rates. For example, that that would take us to the fact of how do you recognize an investment is a scam or it's a good thing. If I want to invest in in something, maybe be it in a company, be it in a finance company, be it agriculture, be it anywhere, and you are telling me that on a monthly basis, for example, I'm going to get a 20% return on whatever money I give to you that I invest in your company. Let's assume I give you a sum of 1 million naira, and you tell me that I will receive 20% on that 1 million naira on a monthly basis. Then I can withdraw my investment anytime. So the first question i ask myself as a finance person is this. What is your own cost of fund? What's, what is your own cost? The cost you are incurring yourself in that investment that where you... What you are in your business? What, what is your what, what what are your expenses? What are your costs? What are you incurring in a monthly basis that will make you pay me twenty percent on a monthly basis on this investment? And the reality is this: let's just face the reality. I don't know. Maybe people that do forex. For me, as a personal person, I really don't believe in forex. For me personally, I can't say for other people. Because every time you are going to pay me twenty percent interest, I will first look at you as a scammer that like your, your, your investment is a scam. I can't invest in that kind of investment. Because look at the real sector, look at the real economy sector, no investment is going to pay you a 20% return on a monthly basis. And you hear people outside, most investment outside now, they will tell you bring your money, we we'll give you 20% on a monthly basis. It's a lie. But people do it, then whatever they see at the end of the day, that that's just let's just leave it there so for me but if you are if you are telling me that your interest rates is two percent three percent four percent five percent i can see that you are reasonable even five percent i would think it twice what's your own cost i said that i should should come and invest and you give me five percent on a monthly basis the highest someone will give that i have seen on a yearly basis is 24 percent divided by 12 that's two percent per month so now someone tell me that I come and invest and you get 20% on a monthly basis. Basically, I know that that's a scam. So you need to look at that interest rate very well. You need to check that sector. What are, how much are they able making make in this sector? What's their gross margin? What's their net margin that they will pay me 20% on a monthly basis? It's not real. Then another thing that you need to look at, at for is what, what are the risks? involved in this investment so by looking at the business sector where you want to invest in or real estate bonds or government property anything you name it any investment you want to go into you have to think about the risk involved, what are the risks involved? Look at the business sector, what are the risks they are, are they facing? As a share person in that place, you also, you are going to bear the risk. So you need to look into that, to so the risk factor there. But in a nutshell, to say if you, the best investment for now, as far as Nigeria is concerned, though there is a long term, most people, they, they are always afraid to go into it. It's a long term actually, but I think, for me, it's still the best thing to invest in. It's invest in land and real estate because they appreciate, they don't depreciate. For me, if you have the money, invest in land. Even if it is era land, just buy it. You don't know where it will appreciate. One day, development will go into that place and you're cashing your money. That's it for me. The other form of investment that you might you might want to go to also that are very viable, that are good, but it depends on what is your cash flow, what is your capital. Because you have to think about all that before you invest in something. All this small, small business, like for example, you want to do a delivery, a logistic something. Just you have a bike that you deliver food for restaurants to their to their customers. It's also another form of investment. But for students, because it depends on coming back to the depends on how much you are actually earning. You have to look into it before you pull your money into that. But if it's a pool of fund. That you guys come together, you can be able to gather around yourself a sum of 500,000. It's enough to invest in something that is going to be viable when you're investing. You don't look at the short term goal, you look at the long term goals. Don't expect that you want to sell the profits now. Look at the long term goals. What is the need for you in the long term? That's what you, you should look into.
1: Okay, so round up this episode. I want to know of your own personal experience. When you were in school, also when you finished school, what finance mistakes did you make um, and your experience with managing finance, your personal experience as a student and also as a worker? Okay, so l- let me just tell
0: you the mistake I made in school. It's a very nice question and I'm really grateful to your that question. When I'm in school, I'm this kind of person, my personal experience now. Let me say I'm an hustler, um, I don't come from a rich man. My mom sells something that so he's a trader both of them they are traders so almost all my days in school i don't go to class i'm always on the street hustling because i'm helping my mom sell her stocks i'm always in different states all time so basically most times okay let me say in a week maybe i'll only be in class in one or two days the rest of the days i'm out hustling so but you know the mistake i made because there's no how i help her to make her business to sell her stuff i see my own gain too but because that and that's why i'm I'm emphasizing on this don't let anybody entice you you just have to follow your dream you have to follow your own passion you have to follow your own goals your own target then in school Oppression because the kind of school I went to, allow a lot of oppression. To me, so, me too, I want to feel among, like I want to be among. So, all the money I have, all the money I make during my hustling time, getting back to school, I use them on buying big phones. I change phones almost every six months. I change phones regularly. So, I don't have any savings. As the money is coming, I'm just spending. So, that that's my experience when I was in school. So, I don't have a culture of savings. I just spend as the money comes, which is very bad for me. But how did I now suffer the that, that consequences of my, my action? By the time I finished my... That graduate studies. I finished my NYC. During my NYC, I cut my spending. I more or less use my money, my NYC money on funding my qualification, my I can qualification. That's when I starts getting wise that what what should I should have done since when I was in school. So after my NYC service, I was at home. I don't have one era, I don't have job, I don't have anything I told my mom I can't be going to a business again. I need to find a job for myself. And I realized that I don't I don't even have one era to spend at times I'll be at home. I can't even subscribe on my phone probably be the money i'm seeing that time because the least money i see those days when i was in school the least money i would see after going out for a business in a day but let me say in two days, not to exaggerate, it's at least 10,000 naira. So let, let's assume I'm going out four days in a week, and I'm going out like four times four, 16 days in a month. Imagine how much I will have seen within that period, and I spend everything anyhow Because I want to get a big phone, I want to get a laptop, I want to feel among, I want to upgrade myself, I want to live like other students inside school. I don't have money, I don't have any money on me after my NYC. I was broke. I had to be begging my mom for 1,000, 2,000, so Till I got a job. That is when I know that. Even 5 naira is very important. It got to a stage that in a, on a day, I don't have 5 naira to buy pure water. Then pure water was 5 naira in Nigeria. I can't afford to buy 5 naira pure water. I was so frustrated. I was like, what's up, Jami? What's up, Yobu? What's doing? So, in that wise so, so, so that's the mistake I, i'm telling i'm actually trying to emphasize on that we students should not make that mistake we should not live like others let's live to our what we can afford and manage ourselves because in the real world when we get to the real world things will change because the reality is that except if you are from a wealthy home i like specifying that i like categorizing that angle, except for, from a worldly own. But even for some people from a worldly own, by the time you are finishing your undergraduate, your parents will tell you, after your NYC, they are not responsible for you again. You're already collecting salary from NYC. So go and find something doing. I can't be giving you money again. Which is the reality for average Nigerians, for average human beings. So we, we need to cultivate that thinking of savings. Even if you don't have enough to invest right now, then if you are going to invest in anything, you need to be wise, you need to look into it very well before we go into that. Then as a salary and as a worker right now, for me personally, because of my past experience, I'm wise, so I know what's up. I budget myself, my even as much as Lagos is hard enough, I only budget myself on 70,000 naira on a monthly basis. And my budget is over 50,000 naira. The 20,000 is my supplementary budget for me to spend on a monthly basis so that that that's it for me so i cultivate more of savings than just spending money because i have my goal i know where i want to reach when i get to that stage of increasing my budget and spending more i will but for now i'm in a stage that my budget should not pass that amount because i'm planning i know one day i want to get married i want to do this no ladies want to marry a broke guys so you need to be wise you need to cultivate the thinking of savings how to double your money and start thinking about that especially as a finance person and one of the things i told you i'm doing which basically i'm going to do is to even invest in my company where i work Was basically they pay 2 percent interest on the monthly basis on my investments, so basically, if I invest, then I'm collecting two percent on a monthly basis, and I'm able to borrow money from another bank or anywhere at two percent or three percent or five percent on a monthly basis. I know there's something to cover up for it, so that's that's the thinking right now.
1: Okay, so um, this brings me to my last question for today. Um, So for me, I'm finishing university soon and I'm going to move into the work environment, yeah? So what advice would you give someone that is transitioning from maybe from university to now being out there without receiving the monthly stipends from their parents, like someone like me? And what advice would you also give someone who is also trying to move up in their parents' house? You know, some of us have to live in our parents' house for around before we you know get on our feet and all that stuff what advice would you give when in terms of transitioning, in terms of managing finance and you know switching
0: so like i said i think if i give an advice let me say this like i said it's always easy for young graduates just coming into a labor market except if you are this kind of person that like your parents have connection, that like you don't have then you know, we have two set of people. They already know that once they finish school, they finish NYC, anyway? a job is already waiting for them. Those set of people they don't really think. But to call them back, I, I think is in their best interest to think, even if they are seeing that money from their parents, or they are seeing, or they are they easily got a job that is paying them a huge money. In your first year of working, don't think of because you are seeing a big, huge sum of money because of your connection or whatsoever, and start spending anyhow. I think, because you don't know what the future holds for you, you, you. You can't work in an organization forever. You have to start thinking for yourself, what can I do on my own? How can I better the economy? Let me start investing. You can even start your own business. And maybe one day you resign and start your own job and be an employer of labour as well. So you need to start thinking immediately you enter that sector. You need to start saving immediately. That's the reality. Don't make that mistake that because you are collecting a huge sum of money, you want to start spending because the money is flowing your parents have money in this that, blah blah and like that for example look at i know you know the you know this or third or third children they don't say because their father is rich they invest in themselves they do more of it and they don't even work for their father for rich guys as the young ones they need to think in that direction not necessarily that you have to do what the is doing what or third you have to think outside the box and invest and make your own money. Be an employer of labor. Don't just rely on your parents' money because you think your parents are rich is enough for you. No, nothing is enough. So for we, for the average student that, they don't even know what the future holds. They don't know if they finish school, they'll get a job or not. You don't need to lose hope. You have one skills or the other. I think the best bet for you that is not just enough to just have this BSc with you. I think the best thing to just cater for your finances. Like I said earlier, some parents, they will tell you, you are done with school, you are done with NYC. It's that you go and get married, you go and get your own business, be making your money, I don't have any money to give you anymore. So for those kind of set of people, I think the best bet, even before you leave school, you start thinking, what other skills do you have? You start working on them right now. You need to start making yourself available on social medias, like maybe on LinkedIn, Instagram, this is what you can do, advertise yourself, so that maybe you start pulling that crowd now, even before you finish, you need to start bringing that talent in you out before you finish school, that's one thing. During your school time that you are already putting yourself out, apply for so many interns jobs where you learn on the job, where, where you can easily grow and learn about organizational ethics and stuff like that. Interns don't pay well, actually, but at least the knowledge you are going to gain and the little finances you are Going to see from there it's something for you then you can actually do something for if you know what you're actually doing then without your nyc as well Government will pay you money just do as much as possible maybe whatever you're doing in whatever country you are cultivate this habit of service don't spend all your money on things that are not necessary that you don't need at a particular stage you just think about what you need now that thing you need now if you think about it and it works towards it will give you what you actually want now in the future because you don't need it now you need it for the future that's the reality so for me you you start selling yourself now that's that's what you can then. keep praying and god will open the way for you for me
1: amen thank you so much for giving us some facts and knowledge on finance do you have anything else you want to add before we finish this episode not
0: really like just to give it the last wrap. like we said earlier learn the art of tracking your expenses start putting yourself out for the real world don't use all your time in school to just play 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 you need to start cultivating you need to start developing the skills for yourself start selling yourself out even your finances maybe your finances you are saving now use it to invest in your skills Not necessarily really something that is going to bring in money for you but something that will prepare you for the real world where you are going to get that money you're actually looking for i think that's it for me so I, and i i wish everyone one. Best of luck, good luck in our future endeavors, in, in our academics, and I hope the future is bright for all of us. Amen.
1: <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. If anyone has any question concerning finance, Mr. share building is always here for us to answer our questions. Right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you for you having always having me. Hate to answer- yeah, definitely no oh
1: okay thank you so you can always send in your voice message or questions to the uncle app and then i will just forward the message to mr annie for and then you you will get your response thank you so much where can we well, you find your instagram linkedin twitter that
0: my instagram and do molly's underscore j M-O-L-I-S underscore J on LinkedIn just search for Anifoshia Biodun you'll see me on LinkedIn by my name Anifoshia Biodun these are the two social networks I'm on I think that then maybe WhatsApp and Telegram okay do you help people manage their personal
1: finances?
0: basically I manage personal I manage finances for NGOs one particular NGO for now for personal individual I manage for myself but if anybody is willing I can be a guide I can help them manage their finances i'm always available
1: okay so you guys heard it from the man himself hey there i hope you enjoyed this episode thank you for listening to the end of this episode just to add on a few things just before we end this episode i want to say um everything we said here is based on Mr. ferocious opinion so for those of you who believe in forex cryptocurrency and have different opinions on what he said in this episode please feel free to share your thoughts with me you can send me an email the email address is classicoverdrive gmail.com reach me on whatsapp the number is plus two five four seven seven nine three two seven eight eight five. You can also send me a DM on Instagram at the Classic of Your Drive Podcast. I will be leaving the link to Mr. Annie which LinkedIn profile, his Instagram page, and also my Instagram handle and all other details in the description box and show notes. So please make sure you guys check it out. And most importantly, just add on a few things I know people have trust issues when it comes to giving people their money to keep and you know, contributing money with a group of people in Kenya. We have things like circles that help people to keep their money, and also cooperative societies that people also engage in. So if you really don't trust people, I think it's also best to use. Cooperative societies or SACOS if you're in Kenya. And also for those people in Nigeria, you can also use an online saving platform. I use an online saving platform called Piggyvest, and Piggyvest is an online saving platform where you get to set your saving goals, you get to save flock your money, you get to save it in a different currency like the dollar. Invest also, it has investment options. So I don't know about other online saving platforms out there, but make sure you guys can do your research and find them out. So for those of you in Nigeria interested in saving on Piggyvest, you also get to have good interest rates like you can get from 7%, 8%, 9%, 10%, 13% depending on what service you're using. I will leave my referral link in the description box below so you're free to use it to join the app. And most importantly, it's good to set saving goals, set investment goals. Goals are one important thing that help you also save properly. And if you're also interested in reading finance book, I'm currently reading a finance book called The Smart Money Woman. The Smart Money Woman also happens to have a show on Netflix and this, it's by Aris Arrested. Eh? I don't want to just, dis- I think I'm butchering this name. Um... It's by Aresa Ugu. I don't know how to pronounce her name. So please make sure you guys check it out. It's a good book for women on how to save, how to, you know, get your money right, which, your financial goals, your saving goals, your investment goals, you know. It just puts you on the right track. And also for men, you guys can pick up a thing or two from this book and also from the movie. So please, um make sure you guys check it out and also I mentioned the nyse program the nyse program is a national youth service corporation set up by the nigerian government to involve nigerian graduates in nation building and development of the country so this program runs for a year and people get to interact with one another you get to work and have an experience so yes guys that is all i have to say for today so make sure you guys have a lovely and blessed week Thank you so much. That's the end of the episode. See you guys next week and not forget to stay financially responsible this month and also next month.